My friend Anthea recently wrote, have you ever noticed that almost every business conversation these days revolves around either business development or client acquisition. But what we aren't hearing a lot about is keeping existing clients and providing them with an amazing experience so you can continue to earn that trust. In this episode, we're gonna talk about how to keep more of your clients. Hey listeners, welcome to Work Less, Profit More podcast for lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, and other professional experts. I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, business and marketing strategist, known for my straight talk, no BS, and helping my clients work less while paradoxically profiting more. Let's dive into today's episode. Yes, as I said, there's not a lot of talk these days about keeping clients. Actually, if you go ahead and Google it, which I did this morning, acquiring a new customer can cost five times more than retaining an existing customer. And since I'm all about talking about profiting more, to me, this makes a very important topic. You see, because increasing customer retention by 5% can increase your profits by somewhere between 25 and 95%. So I think this is a great topic. This morning with me, I have Anthea Mumby, who has been on this podcast before. Anthea is a consultant to entrepreneurial couples, and she is the former owner of an insurance company specializing in architectural firms. And Anthea and I recently had this conversation about client retention, and we thought it would make a great podcast episode. Welcome aboard, Anthea. Hi, Diana. Great to be back on your podcast today. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, you recently wrote out to your list, if I can say that, about this whole bit about keeping clients. And I believe you said the number one metric you paid attention to as the CEO of your insurance brokerage was your client retention rate. And I think that's so key. And I think that is something that, you know, people aren't really paying attention to. What do you think? Yeah, agreed, agreed. That really was the number one indicator for us of success is that those clients were coming back, uh, you know, month after month, year after year. And ideally, they would continue to do that. And over time, that that proved to be the case. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially we see or I see out there on social media, you know, all these ads for, you know, get 20 new leads in a day. And I'm going, first of all, number one, who needs 20 new leads a day? But it's not always about getting more, getting more. I think for me, it's I've, you know, listeners, you've heard me talk about it's about getting the right client fit and reducing what some people call churn. People are coming in and going out, coming in and going out. And it would make a business so much simpler, especially when I'm thinking of lawyers and accountants and financial advisors you know, or in your case, insurance brokers, Mm -hmm. the longer you can keep a client happy, the greater your customer lifetime value, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, so true. So we came up with seven different ways that, you know, or seven different strategies that you could use to reduce churn and to increase client retention. And so we're going to go through these And for listeners, I'm going to create a checklist as, you know, Diana always creates checklists and things that you can download. So we'll do that. But Anthony and I are going to have this discussion around these seven. And the aim is, you know, pick one and start somewhere, right? 
<laughs> Anthea's nodding her head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to say, you know, oh, here's, you know, seven ways go and do them all, but just pick one and get started. So, yeah. all right. Number one, having a great onboarding process. And I think so many, again, you know, I'll go back to the lawyers and the accountants. They're not really clear on how to systematically onboard the right clients so that their onboarding process actually, yes, is a great experience, but their, if I could call it a pre-qualification, might deter those people who aren't good fits for them. You know, I have a questionnaire, you know, an intake questionnaire for my clients. And, you know, if they're not willing to spend a few minutes answering a few questions, then they're not a good fit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That'll tell you right away if it is the right fit client or not. And then once they've become that client, my philosophy was always like, let's celebrate that. Let's let them know that we're welcoming them to our organization. And, you know, and there's there's different ways to do that. You know, it can be automated, can be a manual process, combination of things. But help that client know that they made the right decision, especially if you're dealing in a highly commoditized sort of industry or one where, you know, there may not be a lot of differentiation. There's your opportunity through that onboarding process. Yes, I love that. And, you know, expressing gratitude is really something that doesn't happen a lot. So that, you know, if you do that, if you go the little extra mile when they first come on board, I think that sets the tone for a whole amazing experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was number one, have a great onboarding process, welcome them. Number two is something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs think that they're bothering their clients, but it's to stay top of mind. And, you know, you send out an email I don't know how often you send out an email, but sending out an email, even to clients that you already have, prospects, even if they only read, you know, in the inbox that it's come from you, it bars them that, oh yeah, remember I got something from Anthea. What was that? Yeah. Right. Exactly. They see your name. It could just be your name pops up on the inbox and it makes them think of you. So keeps in touch, keeps you top of mind. It does. And, uh, you know, if you can add some value to their business, you know, like yours was, you know, about focusing on existing clients, tremendous value in it. And they go, oh, I think they perceive you in a different light, right? They go, oh, number one, I think this person cares. Number two, this person is an expert and a professional. And I think it really solidifies. You know, one of the ways that I used to stay top of mind and that I would share with especially financial advisors was something as simple as sending out birthday cards. Yeah. And we have currently have an insurance broker who on our birthday, we get a phone call and it's him singing happy birthday. Wow. Now he's not the best singer in the world, but guess what? Yeah. He's gone the extra mile. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're making me reflect because we did something similar where we actually had our team sing happy birthday and we recorded it. That was part of the automation for our clients on their birthday. They would get, you know, this birthday message with, you know, the clip of the team singing happy birthday. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put a smile on their face. 
It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I think, you know, so we've got email, you know, how can you celebrate their birthdays? The other thing is something that I call lumpy mail. So I just sent out to those people who attended my podcast relaunch, you know, a pen and a sticky note in the mail. And it really was lumpy. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> right? Because there's a lump in it. But there's all kinds of tricks that you can use. It doesn't have to be branded like pens and stationery. But no. I remember somebody once sending out one dice or one die, I guess it would be called, in an envelope. And the card or the message simply was, you know, let's say, are you leaving your insurance to chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had some pretty interesting bulky mail items over the years as well that we would send out. And it was always tied into the time of year or messaging or you know, so we had flashlights and stress relief, you know, massage rollers and different things like that. You know, just be different. Yeah. Keep those yeah. clients thinking. Yeah. Top of mind. Top of mind. That's great. Yeah. I love it. So listeners, I'd love if you would share. So go to the show notes and there's a button there where you could share your comments. And maybe you have some great ideas that you have done in the past or you've been a recipient of. And we'd love to hear what those would be. So thanks so much. Okay. Number three, regularly share your client wins. And I think that's another way of, you know, celebrating because we don't, as entrepreneurs, we don't celebrate enough, but it could be another touch point. You know, it could be, you know, and again, because you're sitting in front of me, I'm thinking of insurance and I'm thinking, you know, client ABC saved X number of dollars on their insurance or they had a claim and we paid within whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of pulling that out of the box, but client wins yeah. are another great touch point. Yeah. And another thing that we did with our client base, you know, working with architects is we were watching for their wins as well. So if we saw, you know, a client of ours won an award or a project, we would reach out to them and say, you know, congratulations. This looks like an intriguing project. And, you know, we would just celebrate with them that they had had this, this event happen for their business. And yeah, recognizing the, the work that they had put into achieving that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good one. Perfect. Okay, so number four is have a regular check-in. And I read this recently, a simple six-word email. And I went, six words. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, seven words. What has changed in your business recently? Can we help? So, okay, let's call it 10 words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how simple is that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because as you have a customer, so let's say it's an accountant and they send it out to, you know, their list, an accountant who is dealing with corporations over the course of a year, what Mm -hmm. kinds of changes could have happened, right? Immense changes. They could have bought another business. They could have sold a business. They could have brought on all kinds of employees that they could have, you know, it's huge. What has changed in your business and how can we help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just a quick check-in like that. And that can open up a conversation about, you know, what has changed. And maybe, you know, as the business owner, you need to do some things to 
prepare for those upcoming changes that your client is experiencing. And there's things you may need to do operationally in your own team Mm -hmm. to help that client succeed with, you know, whatever this this change might be in their business. Maybe they've got a huge acquisition opportunity or, you know, there's some sort of big business expansion. Like, who knows? So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. So I'm just going to recap the first four. We have, you know, have an excellent onboarding process that is welcoming. Number two is stay top of mind. And we talked about various ways you can do that. Number three was regularly share client wins and watch for their wins and congratulate them. Number four, have, you know, an automated regular check-in. And we talked about a 10-word email. And number five is have an annual, you know, we could call it re-engagement meeting. And, you know, you and I briefly talked about this before. And I think that one of the big things that you said was ask them, ask them what's important to them. And I love that question. Yeah, exactly. There's your opportunity to find out what are they celebrating? Maybe what's keeping them up at night? You know, again, what might be changing in the future with their business that it would be helpful to have a heads up on and start planning around that. Maybe you've had some changes in your services or your offerings, and now it's a good time to let your client know about those. When going back to the insurance, could have been changes with the products that we were providing. So it was an opportunity to discuss that with clients and, you know, an opportunity to ask for referrals. Like if you're expanding your business. Yeah. Right. As an advisor, as an accountant, a lot of the times, maybe your clients are assuming your roster is full and that's not the case. And you would love to work with more clients just like them. Yeah. Work with more clients just like them. That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Good. And it's certainly having, you know, a re-engagement meeting is that opportunity to really solidify that relationship. I think. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, we're talking about keeping clients for the long term. And if they know that, you know, this is really important to you, I think they'll buy into that as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Number six, I'm going to call this one delight them (laughs) for a lack of a better term. But I shared a story about uh, client appreciation events. And it could be an event, could be anything. But I was working years ago with a financial advisor, and he took 20 of his top clients to a local zoo. It was a very well-known zoo. It was after hours. They got a very special tour. They had a very special dining room set up. And I remember him saying, he says, my wife is going to kill me because how much it's going to cost. And after the event, he said, Diana, that was worth 10 times what Mm. I need for that. Just in solidifying the relationship with those clients. And also think about the ripple effect when they say, oh, guess what my financial advisor did for me? Right. (laughs) Well, uh, uh. (laughs) yeah, a bit of FOMO might be happening. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Yeah. Okay, here we are. Number seven, get involved. And I think getting involved as the CEO of your business, whether it's getting involved in the volunteering for a charity or a local community organization, 
or as you mentioned, you know, a professional organization. And this is all around building that know, like, and trust in the community. And so that they know how you can help them. And I remember back when I had my retail days, we used to have this home tour event. And it was a charity event for the local church. And they always needed volunteers. And I remember specifically two women who stood out. One was a real estate agent. And she was always one of the volunteers so that, you know, she was there volunteering for a great organization. But just think of the hundreds of people that she met during that day. And the other was a woman who had a very successful network marketing business. And again, she was there not selling her wares. And, you know, she didn't have like a logo T-shirt on or anything like that, but just meeting people and Mm -hmm. letting the community know that she was involved in charities and that sort of thing. So I think that's really, really, really important to get involved with. You had some similar experiences as well, right? Yeah. So we would, again, being very involved in the association, we were always at their event and, you know, as sponsors and, you know, just being part of the community and helping support, you know, they needed professional education hours. So being part of that, we were always there. Even if it meant that, you know, my husband was on one side of Canada at one association event, and I might be at the other side of Canada. Because <laughs> a lot of the time, their events would occur in the same block of time. And so, you know, this time of year, basically heading into, you know, May, and depending on when this podcast is aired, but normally, Normally, it was, you know, if you're into May and the first half of June, like, uh, we wouldn't be at the office very much because there were all of these events happening in a very compressed period of time. But, you know, we showed up. We showed up. That was important to us to be part of that community and and be involved. Yeah. So just for clarification, you as the insurance company broker broker, would Mm -hmm. show up at architect associations or design association events. So it would be where you would find your ideal customer, really. Yeah, And you would show up as a sponsor or something like that, right? Sponsor, speaker, you know, my husband would even, you know, if there was a need and, you know, somebody was trying to hang a banner or something, he would jump up on a ladder and help them hang the banner. He would go to the booth if they needed an extra person to welcome the membership coming into the conference. Yeah. He would be there, like, help welcoming members and, you know, connecting people and whatever the need was. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. just being there. there, just being there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we've talked about seven ways that you can focus on existing clients and retain them. And this is going to add so much to your bottom line. But listeners, you know, my recommendation is pick one of the seven to start with if you haven't done any of these. As I said, you're going to find a downloadable cheat sheet in the show notes. So I hope you can go and do that. And again, thank you so much, Anthea, for having this conversation with me. It's been amazing to have you on the podcast again. And Anthea's connections and information, again, will be in the show notes. So thank you so much. Ah, Thanks, Diana. I really enjoyed round two. Round two. Good, good, good. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast. And if you have some thoughts or feedback, I'd love if you would leave me a voice message. 
Hey, Diana here again. Are you a lawyer, accountant, financial advisor, or other expert who feels pulled in multiple directions as a chief everything officer in your business? Or do you feel like you're juggling everything and you don't know what to do and you've never had free family time? Well, I'd love if you would come and join me on a profit potential audit interview on my podcast. We are going to release two or three of these every month at the end of the month. And it's going to be a way for you and I to talk about where some potential profit is in your business and for you to share about your business. Simply go to www.dianalidstone.com slash audit. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.